Hello, welcome back. How's it going? If you could please, 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 please head on over to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Search for Life According to Rich. Should be the, the thing easiest to do. Um, what else? Like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend, <clears throat> let me know what you think about the show. Wow, you know what? Somebody stuck a car battery out in the middle of the road. I think that's what that is, is cop. Stopping pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Got the weight. <laughs> anyway, and it's just some of the fun stuff you see out on the road every day. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> I wanted to kind of pick up from the spot of. How do I say? The, that idea that I need no things. That the, the necessities of life are out there in nature. You know, food, water, shelter. Everything that is needed. The, the strict adherence to the word need. Okay, my generation, I'm 42 years old, so I'm, I'm guessing I'm considered to be Generation X. My generation and the generations, thousands of millions of generations before, have proven that the internet is not a necessity. Smartphones are not a necessity. Even going so far as to say that electricity is not a necessity. And we'll, we'll dive deeper and apply some questions and some philosophy into all of that in later episodes. But where I want to go now is that idea that I've, I've come to the realization that all, you know, it's all a distraction and I need no things. You know, that, you know, the, the show Naked and Afraid, you know, I'd, I'd rather it be underwear and afraid, you know, or swimsuit and afraid. That, that way you don't have that that extra burden of you know being naked you know, I, I've watched a lot of those shows and everybody getting bug bites and rashes and sunburns in the most uncomfortable of places and it's seeming to be that the people that do that are uh, as the most successful are the ones who figure out how to cover up their stuff. 
You know, they, they, they don't have that thing floating around in their head, no matter how comfortable they seem to pers- you know, put themselves out there. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my body, and I'm not afraid of being naked. Yeah, you are. Everybody wants. You know, it's, you know, unless you're, unless you're a stripper or whatever, and I don't think they've ever put a stripper on that show. You, you have some level of discomfort being naked in front of other people, okay? Whether it's a high level or a low level, it's always a, something that's playing off in your head, like, are they looking at my stuff? Oh, man, was I just looking at theirs? Oh, you know, and it's, you know, it, it's one of those things. I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but... So, this idea that we need no things, that kind of fuels me now because it, it is quite a revelation as far as I'm concerned because it's, you know, it, it becomes this weird place where I've spent all of my life being, you know, beat amongst the head and shoulders this idea that you've got to have this stuff that it's the stuff that makes you happy how can you be happy if you don't have this brand new Mustang or the 20,000 square foot house and I I started to look at, I started to look at that stuff as, I don't know, the, looking at possessions as trophies. You know, whatever, whatever you play, whatever you play a sport. I love soccer, proper football, okay? You put in the effort, you work as a team, you kick butt, you have a great season, you get the first place trophy. That trophy is a recognition of your hard work. Right? And I've kind of swung back from the idea that stuff is evil. Okay? And and kind of come to a resting position of not everybody wants to be a lawyer and that you shouldn't pressure every child to be a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever just because it makes a bunch of money. And that money is not the thing that brings you happiness. It's, it's the, the goals, it's the achievements, it's the pursuit of those goals that, you know, that it's the pursuit of the goals that makes you a better person. And then it's the accomplishment of the goals. It's getting to that achievement that you experience a level of happiness. 
and and to sit there and force an 18 year old child no matter how adult you or they think that they are still a child to force them to sit there and pick what they're going to be when they grow up is it, it's horrible it, for me in my head kind of jokingly kind of seriously I think of it as a level of child abuse and it's how do I say this for me it is it's one of those things that it, it's just it's just horrible because I, I can't I can't tell myself that you know I know what I want to be whenever I grow up now and I'm 42 there's part of me that wants to do this there's part of me that wants to do that same as whenever I was 30 20 18 15 10. You know, I, in a lot of ways, I'm still the same person I was the last 42 years, but I've come to the realization that I don't have to figure that out now. I don't, I don't, you don't have to figure that out at 18 either, or 15, or 5, or whatever. And what you need to find out is what makes you happy. For me, making other people smile, that's what makes me happy. It took me a long time to figure it out. You know, like like Robin Williams. I I don't I don't try to compare myself to Robin Williams, but I draw inspiration from from what this one thing that he said. And he was talking about his depression. He was talking about you know, the things that made him sad and anxiety and whatnot. And the reason why he worked so hard to be funny and a good actor and, and that kind of thing, the thing that pushes him is, is the idea that there is somebody else out there that feels as bad as he does. And it was like that for me. I, I, I hated life. I hated waking up in the morning. I, I drank a lot, and I did a lot of drugs to escape reality. And and every night, I I had hoped that I had taken enough that I wasn't going to wake up in the morning. And I woke up every morning even more depressed that I. That I, I didn't push it hard enough. Or my body is, you know, like Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne should be dead 5,000 times by now because of the things that he's done to himself. And I should probably be dead a couple hundred times because of the stuff that I've done to myself. And yet, Ozzy and I both wake up every single morning 
back then it was I, I did it once I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to make other people happy because I felt like that, and it was awful that other people felt like that, and I wanted to do something to make them not feel like that. So I, I dance around and be silly and whatnot, and and eventually I got myself into this groove of, you know, being happy. I got clean, I got sober, I met my wife, we got married, we started having kids, and there came, there came some dark times, and dark enough that I, I started thinking about drugs and alcohol again, that was my escape before, and things have been going so well lately that you know I didn't you know I didn't need drugs and alcohol I got myself clean and sober I was sober a couple of years before things you know got ugly again and you know I, I started to drink and then I realized that this this was old me there's there's got to be a new way of dealing with this and and you know, it, it came in the form of just being silly. If not, if not for the people around me that were angry or sad or whatever, but for myself, you know, go find a funny movie to watch or or go do something silly. Stand in front of the mirror and make silly faces at yourself. Just smile. And even if it's fake, even if it's a fake smile, just smile and see yourself smile. And seeing that smile releases chemicals in your brain that, you know, that, that trigger the, the happy centers in your brain. And because those, those, those chemicals are flowing through your bloodstream now, you may not be happy, happy, but you're happier. And then you take that smile that you've got and go out there and and share it with other people and then they smile. And I, I realized I got way off track. I was trying to swing it back around and it's that it's that smile that is you know one of those one of those things that you need. It, it, for me, it kind of falls under the category of community. Right? And it and it's and it's free. But you have to work for it. Yeah, kind of like the the tomatoes in your backyard garden. All right, somebody gives you a seed. You take that seed home, you put it in the dirt, you water it, you nurture it, you do all this work on this one plant. And then eventually it pays off. You got a bucket full of tomatoes. You make 
ketchup and salsa and slice them up and put them on your hamburger. La 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 la. All the stuff that you can do with tomatoes. There's, there's so many things that are like that that you can do. And yeah, yeah, there's the paid version of all of that stuff. You, know, you can pay to get food, you can pay to get love. You know, even though you paid for it, there's still those those same chemicals being released in your body that make you feel those emotions. It's like, you know, eating mass quantities of chocolate releases the same chemicals in your brain. But you can only eat so much chocolate before your brain gets all clogged up with sugars and fats and whatnot. But for me, it, it's it's minimalism that you know, getting rid of getting rid of all of this stuff, and then and then trying to figure out what's next. You know, I had all of this stuff. Now I was a prepper slash survivalist. I'm not saying that I'm not anymore. But you know, I, I'm I'm definitely not the materialist prepper slash survivalist that I was before. I, I you know I, I like I said I, I draw inspiration from you know our most ancient ancestors and see that they spent all of their time carrying all of their stuff around on their backs so, and. You know, you couldn't have a, a lazy boy recline. Which shows that you don't need a lazy boy recline. You know, not that there's anything wrong with having one. It's just that it's not a necessity. You don't, you don't have to structure your life around the idea that the stuff is bringing you happiness. That makes sense. It's not the stuff that's making you happy. It's the pursuit of the goals. The, the accomplishment. The achievement. So it becomes a... It becomes a goal-setting thing. You know, what is your goal? You know, and, and why? Why is your goal? Don't make, don't make a million dollars because you want a million dollars to make you happy. Because the money, money doesn't make you happy. Money is just a piece of paper that sits there on the table, and you tell it, "Make me happy, paper. Come on, paper, dance, do something silly. Make me happy." It won't, it won't do that. Don't look at that. Don't look at the money as making you happy. Set yourself a goal. What, what makes you happy? You know. Um, Something that makes me happy. I'm a I'm a driver. Okay, I spend a lot of time 
getting on and getting off of the interstate. And especially in Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, uh, along uh, Interstate 49, there's usually some sort of homeless person. I don't know if they're actually homeless or not. Uh, beggar. Call them beggars. There's a beggar at 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 that on-ramp, off-ramp that has their sign out saying, hungry, anything helps, you know, God bless you, stuff like that. And whether I'm being played or not, I'm not sure. Some of them put on a really good show, I guess. But if I've got a little something extra, I try to carry, you know, a, a, a couple of cans of veggies or whatnot in the, in the van with me. I actually, we went through the, uh, uh, we're, we just moved. We spent the last week moving. And uh, we're starting to settle in, and I went through all of our canned goods and and the stuff that's going to be expiring, you know, in the next, you know, few weeks, a month or so, right? I I, I got most of that into a bag, and I was going to bring it in the van with me, so whatever, you know, there, there was somebody there begging for food. I say, here you go, here's a can of this, or here's a can of that, better, better, better. And, and knowing that, you know, at least this one person is, is not going to go to bed tonight with a completely empty belly, whether they shared it with their wife or their kids or their husband or whatever, you know, I, I put some nutrients into somebody's body. And, and they're going to live to see tomorrow because of it. That that makes me feel supremely awesome. And to set that as a goal, whether it's a daily goal of something simple like handing out a couple of cans of food every day to something a little more complex, like Tony Robbins is talking about uh, donating uh, 300 million meals this year feeding 300 million people that's that is the population of the United States he wants to work with other people and and making this thing happen you know if there were if there were 365 companies just like that then we've got this whole we've got this whole food thing covered and then we can move on to other exciting and other more important things than starvation and kids that go to sleep at night and don't wake up the next morning because of malnutrition. And for me, that's, that's minimalism that, that opened my eyes up to. That instead of setting my goals for, you know, making a billion dollars and sitting around and doing nothing after I make that billion dollars, then, then what? You know, if you gave me 
a billion dollars right now, I wouldn't stop doing everything. There'd be quite a few things that I would stop so that I could focus on some more important things. But I would definitely reinvest that money into, you know, some sort of a program that feeds the poor people, or not even just the poor people, but feeds everybody. So that food is food is one of those things where it's taken care of. Just think of all of the people that work every single day just just to feed themselves, just to feed themselves and their families. And that if if we had a piece of land, you know, everybody had their own little piece of land with a with a house on it and a couple of acres of land. And they could have small livestock, they could have a big garden on it, and they could grow whatever they could and raise whatever they could and do their thing on their little chunk of land right there. Take take all of their extra into town, to the town square, you know, somebody's property doesn't grow strawberries very well but yours does and your property doesn't grow blueberries very well but theirs does so you can work out a trade or you can buy or whatever and once you take once you take food and water off of the table of stuff that you've got to worry about the whole world starts opening up to, you know, to possibilities. For me, in my mind, it it starts going to places of so what and why bother. You know, why why spend all of my life chasing after the new pair of 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 Air Jordans? not necessary doesn't bring any sort of tactical advantage to my life hey even with you know the the most advanced pair of basketball shoes on my feet I still suck at basketball and if a lot of the people that either kill or have been killed over these stupid shoes had gotten it into their head that those shoes are just shoes, man. They're designed for basketball players to play a little bit better. You know, yeah, you play... You may notice a difference in your game compared to you know the the $15 pair of high tops from Walmart they may be a little more comfortable they may have a better grip I don't know small little things that you know at, at your level of game probably 
makes little to no difference, but somebody like like LeBron James or, or, or Kobe or Michael Jordan or, you know, any of these elite players. I, and I don't even think they actually pay for these shoes. They get thrown at them to, to wear in a game as an advertisement because the shoes, the shoes make little to no difference as to whether or not you're any good at a game. I run a lot faster without shoes on. Not that. <laughs> Not that my speed is my most prized virtue or anything, but. <laughs> oh, what was I saying? It's not the stuff that that makes you happy. It's not the stuff that makes you better at sports. It's not the stuff that makes you a better driver. You know, I I, I had uh, I I was buying. I was paying for uh, a Chevy S10 Extreme. And the only impressive thing that I knew how to talk about with that that little truck was that it had a 2.2 something engine. And it was not super impressive, but it was decently impressive that it was something worth talking about. Oh yeah, it's got a 2.2. Oh, cool. That, that's about as far as conversation yeah. <laughs> but that that little truck would get up and go. Alright, now it wasn't the fastest vehicle on the road. And I pulled up to a stoplight and this Camaro pulls up alongside me and I'm like twenty five and a sixteen year old kid pulls up and mommy and daddy's Camaro and revs his engine at me and nods and like, alright, I'll race you to the next light. And he's all there, roar, roar! Very impressive vehicle. Okay, very impressive. Well, the light turns green, he floors it, starts peeling out, and I zoom, take off. Now, my truck would have done the same thing. Sat there and peeled out for 10-15 seconds, but I spent that 10-15 seconds getting racing to the next light and beating the kid. And we pulled over in the parking lot at the at the next road. He's like, man, that truck is quick. Like, yeah, it's got a 2.2. <laughs> Like that has nothing to do with it. You're a 16 year old child who's what is this like your fourth or fifth time taking mommy and daddy's car out? You don't know how to drive this thing, All right? In in a year from now, 
if you drive this thing every day and you put it through its paces and you learn the sounds and you get in there and you know your vehicle that that's skill that's what's going to beat somebody i've got a four-cylinder engine in this little s10 truck that yeah it it gets up and goes pretty quick but you've got a you've got a v8 camaro with with air intakes and turbos and and exhaust and it's you've got a really super awesome car here it's great i like it a lot but you don't know how to drive this thing you know how to make the t how to make the tires spin around real fast smoke come off of them and look all impressive and stuff but while you're doing that i'm way down the road beating you and i can put enough distance between me and you while you're peeling out that you're not going to beat okay and it's that it's that skill it's that that's that pursuit of the goal that that building yourself up that you're not good enough for this goal right now but i'm on my way there and i'm going to train and i'm going to make myself better and it's the pursuit of that goal and making yourself better that's that's where that's where the good stuff happens you're not better than me because you have a million dollars you're better than me because of what you had to do to get to that million dollars As a, as a weightlifter, as a healthy person, you know, you're not, you're not better than me because you can bench press two or three hundred pounds. You're better than me because you have that that mental discipline. You have that drive to be better than the person you were yesterday. That you can push yourself for that for that fraction of a percentage of gain. You know, I, I maxed out at, at 400 pounds on the bench press yesterday, and I've been working real hard for a week to, to break that plane. Now, today, I put 405 on the bar, and I bench pressed it 10 times, and I feel super awesome. And it's that, that five pounds that that achievement that level of wow that level of awesome that the pursuit of that accomplishment to me in my mind that that's what makes you better than me that you have that drive that you have that that determination to to push yourself harder and harder and harder to be that much better than yourself was yesterday. I don't think you're better than me just because you have more money than me.
stuff, your money, none of that makes you any better than me. But your accomplishments, those are the things that impress me. You know, that you can bench press 200 pounds or 100 pounds. I can't bench press 100 pounds. And I'm, I'm what I would consider a reasonably strong person. But I can't bench press 100 pounds. And for me, once again, I have minimalism to thank for this. That idea that that the stuff is what was making me happy was, you know, that, that idea that I needed to get the house and I needed to get the TV and the video games and the movies and sit around and eat the, you know, eat the, the fattening food and all the cake and, you know, the, that... That ancient idea that the fat guy was the most prosperous guy. You know, you would think that I was pretty prosperous, but I'm not. I used to eat crap food. Now is as good a time as any to to throw this in there. That, that that's another part of why I'm doing this. To, to, for me, in my head, my 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 goals, my happy, my pursuits, my drive. It doesn't really have that much to do with material things as it does achievements and, and goals and getting getting my mind to a super awesome place and getting my body to a super awesome place. I don't necessarily need to look like Sylvester Stallone does at 72. Okay, at 72 years old, Sylvester Stallone does full-on chin-to-the-ground, one-arm push-ups, and he does fingertip pull-ups, and dude's a beast at 72 years old. I don't necessarily have to be like that, but I wanna, I wanna pursue that goal. I wanna set my my goal that high so that whatever, you know, the the pursuit of that goal makes me that much better of a person. Okay, so whatever 72 rolls around and, you know, I'm, I'm 200 pounds instead of 250 pounds. And I can bench press 200 pounds. I'm good. I'm good with that. that that's all right. That means I've got, I've got a fair amount of muscle stacked on my little frame here. I've lost... 
I've lost 50 pounds. I've obviously had some mindset changes as far as you know, as far as my diet goes. I'm I'm good with that. I'm alright. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be any amount of upset. Now that's that's 30 years from now. <laughs> I hope that I can push myself a little bit harder than that over the next 30 years. That maybe I could be what what Sylvester Stallone looks like now. My, my goals, my achievements, they're not, they're not centered around materialistic gain. They're, they're now centered around making myself a better person, help making the world a better place, pushing my kids to be super awesome people whenever they grow up. So that whenever they do grow up and they go out there in the world, hopefully they carry a little bit of the old idea of making the world a better place also. that I not hoping that I not only have I inspired my children but I've inspired other people along the way that you know like hey I will I was in whatever city and I heard you speak and it you know it really inspired me to stop worrying about you know stacking up as much money as I could in the, in the bank focus on you know, spending more time with my kids and, and raising them to be happy people so that whenever they grow up and you know my my son he just graduated from college and he's you know his his goal is you know this this lofty thing and and they thank me for it. that that's awesome. That for me that's better than money. That's better than trophies, that's better than cars, that's better than big giant houses to know that I've pushed not only myself to be a better person, but I've I've pushed however many other people along the way to make themselves a better person and in turn making the world a better place. That's that's awesome. I don't I don't know how else to it's I don't know, I, I get 
I get kind of weirded out just thinking about it. I, 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 I kind of picture myself kind of like, you know, a, a lower version of Tony Robbins and his his big, week-long extravaganza building these people up and getting them all pumped up and stuff. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of like an hour. You know, and, and having a bunch of people in some sort of a conference room and, and getting them all jacked up and, and and ready to go and changing their mindset around a little bit. And then, and then afterwards, as I'm, you know, on my way to wherever, they stop like, hey, Rich, Rich, I was just at your last conference and you said this thing that really inspired me and I've applied it to my life and things are going so great. I just wanted to stop and thank you. I, I, I picture myself hugging this person and probably crying along with them and sitting down at the, at the coffee place or the bar or whatever at the, at the airport and, and just hearing their story and, just fully absorbing it and that that's that's where it's at for me I'm I'm, and like I said that that's minimalism for me minimalism got me to this place got me to a place where I'm not as concerned about you know pursuing all of the stuff I'm more interested in you know taking myself to the next level as far as my 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 physical ability is as far as my you know my my spiritual welfare I, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, a really religious person, and, and I, I, I feel like they're, you know, how do I say this? It, it's not. It, it, it's still got some ironing out to do, as far as this little path of. I'm, on as far as my my spiritual world practice pursuits or whatever it's it's really it's really more of digging in and developing my own personal philosophy you know I don't I don't necessarily think that it it has to be a religious thing that makes you a better person. You know, it may help, but ultimately you've got you have to make the decision to not be a jerk. And okay? you have to make the decision to to be a great person. And for me, for me, it's that idea that you develop your own personal philosophy, your own set of morals, your own set of 
rules and codes and whatnot is and once once you get yourself into that rhythm that groove that you know for yourself your own your own definition of right and wrong and whatnot and you put yourself on that path that's that's where the magic starts happening you know and then you test your you test your opinions and you test your morals and you test your code or whatever you want to call it and you find well maybe I need to tweak this a little bit here and a little bit here and uh, maybe we can get rid of this here and that really opens up a lot of wiggle room as far as what I feel like right and wrong is okay. I, I don't like to call it spirituality I don't like to call it religion I just you know it, it kind of goes along with the idea of earth living skills you know it's not just it's not just living in balance and harmony with with your earth and the land and nature but it's also living in balance and harmony with the people around you your friends your family your co-workers, your neighbors, your community. Okay, so I got to get off here. Another delivery. I hope you guys have a great day. Please, please, pretty please. Like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend, interact with me, comment. Let's have some conversations, see where this is going. Like I said, my my opinions are never etched in stone and unbending and unchanging. My my ideas, my philosophy, my pursuits they change every single day from day to day hour to hour minute to minute it, it you know you could say the thing that makes me change my whole world perspective I don't know I'm not going to find out unless I start this conversation so let's have a little conversation and see where it goes all right I'll talk to you guys later goodbye